Welcome to Self-Interrogation, where today I'm going to tell you about the absolute worst thing I have ever heard in my existence. You, you know, there's, you hear people tell stories, they'll give you, you know, some details about some things, and it's kind of like, oh, that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was, or thought it was going to be, but... Let me tell you this. This this story came to me from... I mean, this is a true story. This isn't something that was made up. It's a true story that was told to me around 2012. And to this day, it's, today is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. So it's been a long time. But to this day, this is the worst thing I have ever heard. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where I'm not able to unvisualize what was said, at least the way my mind envisioned it. Um, so, warning this is terrible. If you don't want to hear terrible things that have happened and impacted other people's lives for the worse, you might want to stop listening now. But if you're up for a little trauma that's going to haunt your brain probably the rest of your life, here you go. So, I'm just going to tell you the story as it was told to me. Okay, so a man in California, Southern California, near the border, um, able to get to and from Mexico pretty easily, okay? Um, I, I've never been to California, so I don't know what the, I don't know what this is like. Been to Mexico, flew in on a plane, total different experience, okay? But this is one of those areas where wherever they got to go from California down to however long it takes to drive to Mexico, this guy decides it's vacation time. He and his family need a getaway. Now, this is a guy who works in retail uh, at a retailer that is actually no longer around. So, uh, Radio Shack. I'll just go and throw that out there. That's where they said this guy worked at Radio Shack. And... He and his family needed to get away and go to Mexico. So he, his wife, and his two children get in the car, head to their hotel or wherever it was they were, you know, going to stay. And from what I'm hearing, it was a week vacation that they had planned. Okay. Sounds great, right? Everyone wants to get away and be able to just hop across the border and go to Mexico sure it's an ideal trip in an ideal situation this is anything but that so they get there and right away they get checked into their place everything's good but somehow in less than 24 hours there one of their children is kidnapped now You've seen movies, you've heard stories. 
I have no facts on the numbers, but apparently kidnapping is a big deal in Mexico. At least it was at this time, okay? For obvious reasons. Um, You can use your imagination of why people were stealing or kidnapping kids. Nonetheless, one of the children gets kidnapped, okay? Now... That's about as bad as it can get when it comes to like your your fears of what what's the worst thing that's going to happen to to my family is something happening to your child. Okay, um, for me, I'm willing to go through anything so that my child does not have to go through it. Okay, so I can only imagine the the pain of immediately turning this family trip into my child just got kidnapped okay now the authorities because of course they they went to the authorities and they say hey this happens all the time down here this is just business as usual obviously you were targeted in some way they saw that you had you know they perceived that you had money and so that's probably what they want they just want your child They're going to find a way to get a hold of you, and usually they'll try to do that through us. And so, we just recommend that you go home. You need to go home so that you can be contacted by the kidnappers. Imagine going out of the country, having your child stolen, and the authorities say, Hey, don't worry about it. It's business as usual. Just go home. Somebody will get a hold of you. Might be us. Might be uh, might be the kidnappers. Just go home. Wait for that phone call. So they do. They go home. Because who are they to question the authorities in another country who, from what they say, see this type of thing every day. So they go home and nothing right Um, you know week goes by they're doing of course the the regular reaching out following up have you got any leads you know what's going on Uh, no we haven't heard anything but we'll get a hold of you just you know don't worry these things tend to work themselves out so again another week goes by they're reaching out nothing so they decide hey let's go back down there let's plan a trip to go down okay because we're not getting any help from the authorities. Let's just go see what we can do. What's the worst that can happen? Now, I don't know, you know, again, I've never been, pray I never will be, but people kind of enter a mindset of extremes when extreme things happen, especially something bad, and you're trying to fix this. So I don't know what they thought they were going to do, but they decided, let's go. So the man and his wife and their other child hop in the car, head to Mexico. So they get there. Of course, the authorities are like, look, you should not have come down here. You wasted your time. This is not how it works. Um, You need to go home. Just, you know, go home. And we promise you we're working on it. This is what we do. And we will reach out to you. Needless to say, they said, okay, 
you know, I can only do so much. I'm going to trust you, and I'm we're headed back. Now this is where things are, you know, you're at a, a loss for hope, I guess you'd say. You're hopeless. So, they're headed back, and as it's described to me, it's very similar to the movies. You're waiting to cross the border. You're in a big line. Of course, you're going back into America, so they're very, like, uh, you know, it's taken a while to get across. You're in the way back traffic jam, basically. Okay? Now, while they're in the car, they're in their little lane, and a car passes them on their right. The kid in the back seat starts going crazy. There they are. They're in the seat in the back of that car. I see them. I see them. And he's saying that they see their brother or sister in the back seat of this car. And they're like, what? And he's he's just frantic. He's going crazy. I see them. They're back there in the back seat of that car. You got to get up there and see who it is. So, of course, the, the parents naturally do everything they can to get over and and see is that our kid in the back of this car and wouldn't you know it boom they there they are what are the odds okay now this is where your roller coaster from hell you just got strapped in because the emotions that you've been experiencing up to this as a you know, parent and a sibling you've been on the, the the highs of going on vacation the lows of getting through this kidnapping lower because they've told you <laughs> go home you know you go back you think you're a little optimistic you go back and think oh, I'm gonna get something done and then they're like no go home so you're back at that low and then boom right next to you is the car with your child and your sibling and imagine the joy so one of the parents gets out the car and just starts sprinting ahead to the the gate or wherever the you know people that are checking to make sure hey you can legally go back into America checking cars or whatever it is they do they sprint ahead and they're like my child is in this car they were kidnapped you know three or four weeks ago I see them I see them I need help so they dart across these people you know they've got the authorities they go to this car and yes they, they pull them over they've got the kid in the back seat and unfortunately this child is dead and at, at this point they find that this child has been killed had their insides cut out and stuffed their body was stuffed with drugs and money sewn back up and, and dressed to look like a child that was still living sleeping in the backseat of a car to cross the border to sell more drugs and you know launder money or whatever it is they do and that for me is the absolute lowest of low that I can imagine that these this family had to go through because you, you've just confirmed that yes this is your child that was kidnapped and unfortunately 
God knows what happened to them up to the point that they were killed, had their insides taken out and stuffed like a doll with drugs and money, and then thrown in the backseat of a car to look like a doll. I have never been able to get this out of my head, and I don't even know why this came to my head today, but it's one of those things that, like, I've told a couple people the story, and I almost feel like I tell it in hopes that when it pops in my head that, like, if I just get it out to more people, maybe it will stop, but I don't know that it gets much worse than that. So, if you're still with me, and you've, uh, you, you've, you've lasted through this terror, I would say, if you've heard anything worse than that, I don't need to know about it. Um, there's some terrible people out in this world, but that right there, that's just a roller coaster of emotions that I could not handle as a person. I don't know how I would. If this family is still functioning out there, God bless them, because that's rough. Now, that's all I got for that story. But, you know, since we're on terrible things, let me give you all some warnings of other terrible things people do that you should look out for here in the United States, especially in Ohio, if you are near the highways. Now, as you all know, I work uh, in a business where I meet a lot of different people, and every now and then you'll run into some ex-convicts. Well, this guy who, you know, did a number of years in prison, he likes to tell his stories, and he likes to tell not just things that he did, but things that are happening active. And he likes to tell that so that people know what to avoid. Um, So, human trafficking is huge in the United States. And unfortunately, Ohio is one of the worst, if not the worst place for human trafficking. But this guy said, hey, if, if you're anywhere, this can happen to you. So, this is how... A lot of human trafficking happens on your regular streets in broad daylight. So he says, look, the people who have the money and and are looking for, they just call them bodies. They're looking for bodies. What they do is they go out and they recruit on the bad side of town people who are hard up for money. And they can be hard up for money for a number of different reasons. But he said, people who are desperate, they they make it known that they're desperate, right? And these people know who to target. So what they'll do is they'll say, hey, look, I'm going to change your whole life for you. I'm going to make your money issues go away. And I'm going to make sure that you never have any type of issues again. But this is what you're going to do for me. I need some bodies. So what they'll do is they'll go out and they will rent from other areas. They'll rent um, vans, you know, just your regular 
family van that, you know, soccer moms and everyone else, you know, around these days has, you know, you've got these vans that don't look any different. So you have no reason to suspect them, right? It's like back in the day, we had the horror stories of these big vans with no windows and like the beat up and some crazy person was going to like be stalking you as you walk down the street and you'd know who they were. You'd know these were the bad guys. Well, he said, that ain't how it works. It's your regular looking van. And what happens is they'll look for pretty girl, young guy, uh, older mom, anyone that they think is going to get them paid for turning in a body, right? And what they do is they go to these close to intersections and uh, the highways, easy access to the highway. But they want these intersections where there's like stoplights so that what they do, they see this girl getting gas over there. She's pulling out. They'll pull out and they'll follow for a couple blocks until they get close to that highway intersection. And then what they'll do is they'll bump their car, right? Or they'll even be in front of, they'll find a way to get in front of the person and they'll stop. They're like supposed to be going through the light or the stop sign and they'll stop so that they get hit. And all they're trying to do at this point is get you to get out of your car to check your vehicle, okay? Again, broad daylight, 3 p.m. on a random Tuesday. All they're trying to do is get you to hop out of your car to check your vehicle. And as soon as you do, three or four other people hop out of that van because they were ducked down in the back. And as you're getting ready to walk back to your car, boom, grabs you up, tossed you in, hit the highway, and they're gone. And they have practiced this in such a way they know when to attack or grab so that no one else even sees it. You know what I mean? You've got so much going on on these roads, other people aren't even watching. But they've practiced this to a point where they're grabbing them up, tossing them in, and they're out of there. And he said, this is happening regularly. He said, what happens is they'll say, hey, $10,000 a body. You got a week. Go fill up the van. Go bring me some bodies. You bring me back seven bodies. I just give you $70,000. Now, listen to what that sounds like to someone who is at the bottom of their life, financially, emotionally, whatever it may be, this is someone who's like, you know what, I'm ready to risk it all because I got to change what's going on in my life. And you're telling them, hey, for a week's worth of work, quote unquote work, I'm going I'm to give you $70,000. Well, of course, people are jumping on this. Um, it's just, it's sickening and it's scary, but it's real. And so it's just another one of those things that, you know, gets you thinking, always watch out for yourself. Always 
pay attention to your surroundings and never think that, especially if you're a guy, that just because you're a guy that you're not being targeted. Um, I mean, everyone can be a victim if you're not playing yourself safe. So that's it for this Wednesday. Okay. That's all the trauma I've got, the terrible stories and the uh, true life events that can happen. I would say be safe, be smart, be aware. Um, But thanks for listening. It's Uncle Coop, your favorite uncle's favorite uncle. This is self-interrogation. And come back for the next one. Whatever the next one is, I promise it won't be this dark. Thanks for listening.